Today on the podcast, I'm sharing my three favorite tips for better vegan baking, plus a recipe for vegan apple cinnamon pull-apart bread. It is super delicious, and you definitely don't want to miss it. Hi, and welcome to Happy Healthy Human Radio. I'm your host, Samantha Attard, coming at you from the beautiful Washington, D.C. I'm an Ayurvedic coach, yoga instructor, and doula, sharing with you all the things I am teaching about and learning about so that we can all find a little more balance, bliss, and confidence. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and if you do enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, or share with a friend who you think might enjoy it as well. Thank you so, so much. Also, some good things of note, I have just a couple more workshops happening in August. The main one to be aware of is Ayurvedic cooking class over on uh, Thursday, August 16th at Realignment Studio in Capitol Hill. We're going to cook a delicious pitta pacifying meal and eat and learn all about the recommendations Ayurveda has for cooking and eating. If you're interested in coming out to this fun party, it is uh, you can find the tickets over at realignmentstudiodc.com or check out the information on my website as well. That's behappyhealthyhuman.com. Something else I've been really excited about in my business over the last uh, week or so has been the introduction of charitable giving as a component of all of my packages. So I'm rolling this out slowly, but so far we already have that for all of my labor doula and postpartum doula packages, 5% of proceeds are going to Every Mother Counts, which is a nonprofit helping to increase healthcare access and reduce maternal mortality worldwide. And then also, if you work with me with private yoga, which I do both in person as well as virtually over Skype, 5% of proceeds are going to the Thich Nhat Hanh Foundation, which brings mindfulness to underserved communities. And I'm really excited that in my Ayurveda packages, I'll be giving 5% to Charity Water, which is helping spread access to clean water throughout the developing world. I am just so grateful for this opportunity to, to put this as a part of my packages. It's always been a part of my mission at Happy Healthy Human to also give back as I, as I give specifically to my clients, but also to give back on a greater, broader scale. And finally, got the time to push the logistics uh, to actually work it into my packages, and it feels really good to have done so. So if you are interested in any of those packages or if you have friends that might be interested, please do check out the pages over on the website. Know that when you are doing good for yourself, you're also going to be doing good for others, and that's what it's really all about. But today I'm excited to talk about some vegan baking. Uh, I was doing a lot of baking this weekend. We had a little birthday thing for my fiance who just uh, is turning 30 this week. And, and I was doing this baking. I was making up some vegan scones and this vegan apple cinnamon pull-apart bread that I'm going to share the recipe for with you. And I realized, because I was totally just adapting this recipe on the fly, and I was like, oh, you know, I've actually gotten really good at vegan baking. And I've actually done a lot of it through the years I've always been someone that likes to tinker with recipes. So I take just a regular recipe for chocolate cake and I say, okay, well, is it going to actually taste worse if we put wheat flour in this? Or what if we get rid of the butter? What happens? Um, and, and really playing and veganifying um, a lot of these baking recipes. And so I realized I had some pretty crucial vegan baking tips that I wanted to give to you all because by doing that, you can essentially take any regular recipe and just flip it like make a couple substitutions and make them vegan pretty easy. Um, and I'll give you the caveats for these three tips as we go along. But in general, 
you can basically take any regular vegan, uh, any regular baking, baked good recipe, whether it's cookies, cake, pies, scones, and then make them vegan pretty simply. So here are my three tips for better vegan baking. First, use flax instead of egg. Maybe you have heard of the flax egg miracle. It is amazing. You basically use a one tablespoon of ground flax seeds and you mix it with three tablespoons of water and it basically equals out to one egg in your recipe. Uh, the flax, it, it kind of creates this little gelatin-like substance on the outside of the flax when it's ground and mixed with water so it gets kind of sticky like an egg white and it works really nicely as a binder in recipes. I have used this so many times over the years. It has basically never failed me, even with recipes where there's three, four, or five eggs in them pretty egg heavy recipes, I can still use the flax to make this work. The only thing where I'd say this wouldn't work for is if you're trying to make like a pavlova or something that's all about meringued egg whites. This will not take the place of meringue, but eggs, like whole eggs in a recipe, most definitely. And I definitely want to mention this because there has been a resurgence or an insurgence, maybe they, they never were popular before, but an insurgence of vegan egg replacers on the market. And no need. Don't spend your money. Don't waste your money. Those vegan egg replacers have some like weird ingredients. They're expensive. They're hard to find. And you can get everything you need with some good old flaxseed and water. Just do it. It's so good. The only thing you have to make sure and uh, that you do, and, and this is a tip that's, I've just had a couple times where it's been a little less uh, consistent when I did this is just make sure you don't over mix the flax into the dough because it won't give it as much of that binding lifting ability. So what I'll usually do is I'll mix the flax and water in basically last into the recipe so that I don't end up over mixing it in. I don't necessarily mix it in right at the beginning. You're going to probably be fine even if you do it in the beginning, but in general, I just try to not over mix the flax. That's my one only caveat on that. But besides that, it works fabulous. So again, one tablespoon of ground flax, three tablespoons of water, mix them together, let it sit for you know five minutes or so, and then you work it into the dough just like you would regularly. Fabulous. So there goes your egg. Use flax seeds instead. It's amazing. Second tip, this is regarding butter. So in general for butter, I usually switch over to coconut oil, or sometimes I'll use olive oil. It depends on if they were asking for a melted butter or for solid. Um, coconut oil, I think it just tastes really nice in a lot of baked good recipes. Olive oil can get a little more savory. So olive oil is a really great substitute if you're doing things like a citrus cake or an almond cake or something that's kind of more Mediterranean in flavor. But in general, I'll use coconut oil instead. And if you're doing something like a scone or pie crust, something where you need those little chunks of butter and they talk about, um, you know, you use your fingers to just kind of mash the butter into the dough and you create this little crumble. This can be really hard because the coconut oil, if it gets too warm, it'll start to melt. So what I actually do is I'll freeze the coconut. So I'll freeze the coconut oil in little, like little chunks by themselves to start with. And then I'll work in that frozen coconut into the dough. And you will be amazed at what happens to your scones. They are going to be so good and so amazing. And as long as you have some of that frozen coconut oil so it doesn't get too melty, your scone is going to stay together and be really fabulous. Same for your pie crusts. Anything that needs a cold butter or a solid fat, freeze your coconut oil, go for it. It's so, so good. So again, switching out butter or uh, fats and oils is, is usually not too too bad. Just make sure that if it's something that needs a lot of butter and it's supposed to be solid, it's supposed to be cold, 
just freeze your coconut oil and you can get the same, uh, the same results. I actually have a recipe on my website. It's called vegan scone muffins, but you can just make them into scones as well. And it uses this technique with the coconut oil. I made it again this last weekend. It's the best. I've been making this recipe for at least four to five years and I absolutely love it. So please go check it out. So it's vegan scone muffins, yum. Last one is milk. So how do we, what do we do when something calls for milk and how do we substitute? In general, I don't really worry about it that much. I will either substitute almond milk if I have it on hand, maybe oat milk if I have it on hand, coconut milk. Um, I stay away from soy milk because there tends to bring some off kind of flavors. Soy has a little bit of like that savory flavor. And if I don't have anything on hand, I'll just use water. And um, sometimes I'll throw in a couple of tablespoons of even hemp seeds. Maybe I'll blend the hemp with the water and make just a quick hemp milk. But really the milk is there. I mean, it's providing liquid, right? It's number one. There is a little fat and protein that it gives for sure. And a, and a teensy bit of flavor. So an almond milk or an oat milk, it's not going to impact the flavor that much. The only time I'll do something different is if I think that the milk is really there to add a bunch of extra fat in the recipe. So if it's like a buttermilk recipe, then I might add a little extra coconut oil or a little extra fat somewhere to up the creaminess factor of the dough. That's kind of the one situation that I'll worry about the milk content. Or if, again, if you're making like a bread pudding that's very liquidy, but even a bread pudding with the liquidy milk, I actually would probably just use water and flavor it with a little salt and vanilla and it would kind of taste the same anyway. Just gonna say it. So <laughs> the point is, is I don't really freak out about the milk. If a recipe calls for milk, I'll use water, maybe a vegan milk if I have it on hand, but I tend to not sweat it and I've never said, wow, I really miss the milk in this recipe. Just gonna say it. So those are my three tips for better vegan baking. You can replace eggs with flax, you can replace butter with coconut oil and make sure you freeze it if it needs to be cold. And really don't sweat it about the milk, do what you can do, but chances are it's not gonna mess up with your recipe that much. So then I'm gonna tell you about my vegan apple cinnamon pull apart bread. I highly recommend you go over to the website to get the full recipe because it's a fuller recipe um, and it'd be too much to try to expect you all to write it down while you listen. I'm not that crazy. So check it out on the website. It is all written down. But what I am gonna tell you about is why this person, which is me, I'm, I'm pointing at myself, that loves cinnamon rolls probably more than anything in the world, loves pull apart bread more. And here's why, because Two things, two problems that happen with cinnamon rolls. First one is we all know that the best part is the part that's all cinnamony and gooey, right? Like I think, I think we're in agreement here. And it's really hard to get your dough to cinnamony gooey ratio correct all through the entire cinnamon roll, particularly if you're doing homemade. But even if you're buying it from somewhere, very often, unless it's like Cinnabon, there's that big outer ring that's just that dry dough and you're like, oh gosh, I wish I could just eat the center of my cinnamon roll. Am I right? Hopefully you're with me on this. That's how I feel. And the second issue is that if you are trying to make cinnamon rolls at home, because these are the types of things that I like to do, it's really hard. You have to roll them all precisely and cut them and place them correctly. And I find the actual construction of the cinnamon roll very difficult. And that's why I've fallen in love with pull-apart bread. Pull-apart bread is 
like the smart person's answer to a cinnamon roll. I'm not trying to demean the person that invented the cinnamon roll, but it is the more precise method of getting all of the fabulousness of the cinnamon roll without all of the heartache and heartbreak. That's because when you have the beautiful pull apart bread, every piece of dough has the beautiful cinnamon on at least one side and everything's all stuck together instead of having these little rolls so you don't end up with any weird crusty dry outsides everything is like the center of the cinnamon roll and it is a beautiful world to be a part of plus when you actually put together the the pull apart bread how it goes is you roll out the dough like in a big triangle or a big rectangle you put for in our case the uh, coconut oil with molasses and vanilla on top. You sprinkle it with cinnamon sugar. It looks delightful. And then you cut the dough into basically little rectangles. And then these little rectangles, you end up putting slices of apple on top and then you stack the rectangles and apples on top of each other and put them in your little dough form or however you are shaping your pull apart bread. It is so much easier than trying to roll cinnamon rolls and again, you get the great ratios. It is so, so fabulous. I love the apple cinnamon pull apart bread because I feel like I'm eating a cinnamon roll, but apparently I'm also being healthy because there's some apple in it. I think that's the case. I think the apple completely negates anything else that's in there. It's just so delicious, so warming. It looks fabulous. Everyone is so happy when they dig into it. And this recipe is so great for doing substitutions and playing and and making it your own. I have done this fully gluten-free. I've done this with wheat flours. I've done it with coconut sugar. I've done it with cane sugar. Like I've really run the gamut on on things that I've done with this recipe and it really holds up every time and it is just so delicious and so so good. So please do check it out over on my website. That's on behappyhealthyhuman.com. You will love it. Your family will love it. And again, I think I started making this recipe at least five years ago. I, I can't stop. I make it at least a couple times a season because it is so perfect and people love it every single time. So I think you and your families will love it too. I hope that I've made vegan baking a little less intimidating to you now and helped you realize that actually substituting in some of these recipes is not as scary as it sounds and that it can actually be done with ingredients you probably have on hand, no need to get anything fancy, and you can still have some really delicious, like super delicious vegan baked goods. And I'll also give you full permission to not tell anyone it's vegan. You are totally allowed to just say, yep, here's this delicious thing I made. Everyone's gonna love it. They're gonna ask you for the recipe. And like three months later, they'll realize it's vegan. And that's okay. I think that's a completely perfect way to go about the world because these recipes are not just vegan good, they're hands down, good. I hope you get cooking. Thank you so, so much for joining. And if you do have questions, comments, anything you'd like to hear more of on the podcast, send me a note over on Instagram. I'm at Be Happy Healthy Human. Or as I mentioned, check me out online at BeHappyHealthyHuman.com. Sending you so much light and love on this Monday. The light in me very humbly bows to that same light in each one of you. Namaste, friends.